You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Face front, true believers, you're listening to Nerd Overload, Marion's best and only show about pop and geek culture, except no alternatives. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. I'm Samantha. And I'm Cody. Hey, everybody. We have a great show for you. Before we get into the show, uh, it kind of dawned on us while we were planning the show. We haven't gone over what this show is about in a while. We might actually have a bunch of new listeners. Uh, so it's New Year. Let's just kind of talk about what the show is we are, like we said in the open, we are a pop and geek culture show where we talk about things like comic books, movies, video games, that sort of thing. Uh, we also try to make each other laugh pretty regularly. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we can get a chuckle out of you guys too. We get the goofs. We do get the goofs. Uh, so, anyway, with that, let's go ahead and get into some things we've been checking out. In a segment we like to call oh. Check It Out. Do we Have we ever actually called it Check It Out? I don't think so. A couple okay. of times. We, sh- we should times. start calling it Check It Out. Check It Out. <laughs> yeah, we need a we need a sound effect. That, there we go. Check it out. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet flush. <laughs> Air horn. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of movies and TV lately. Cool. Let's see here. I've watched the Monkey King. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the one with uh, 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 what was his name? Uh, Danny Yu. Uh, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. There we go. Yeah. What? what you could have from... brought that on. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I did this before. Oh, okay. <laughs> before the Overwatch thing. Uh, I've always been a big fan of the the Journey of the West story, or, uh, well, fairy tale from China. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been done and rehashed a billion, half a billion times. But it's, man, the movie, because I've, I've seen the old Journey of the West movie, or not old, but uh, the Journey of the West movie, too, which is not connected to, to the Monkey King. Chaos in Heaven's Palace, or whatever the full title is. It's a really good movie, actually. And uh, for people who don't maybe know who uh, who Donnie Yen is, he um, was the the Ip Man or IP Man in those movies. More recently, they'll know him as Chirrut, the blind, uh, not really Jedi, but kind of Jedi in uh, Rogue One. Right, yeah. Oh, that is him. That is him. Oh, I've, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and he fights with a stick. Yeah. The correlations are amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, the movie is, I don't know why, like, Chinese cinema is really hit and miss. Like, either it looks really cool, or it just looks really, really bad. Or it looks like a Jackie Chan movie. A lesser Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one kind of falls in the middle. Some of the special effects look really bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the fight scenes are the fight scenes are kind of funny. Sometimes the Monkey King character, Sung Wukong, will kind of get on your nerves. Well, that's kind of the point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he is the Monkey King. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you explained what the Monkey King is? Well, he because you've said it about a yeah, half dozen times. He okay uh, for people who maybe not know. It's a story of a I don't know if you want to call him a deity or a demigod or a demon, a mythical being, uh, Sung Wukong, who is fated to basically be a divine being, mm-hmm. and it follows his journey through him earning his different magical abilities and uh, it, it's a chinese epic it's, 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 it, it, yeah. was, it originated as a chinese like it's like it's the a odyssey or the yeah, iliad it, yeah it's a it's yeah. a chinese fairy tale yeah weirdly enough the only the only version of it i've ever seen was the shadow puppet play i saw in a museum oh nice <laughs> wow that's not bad yeah i mean it was really cool it was at the the field museum in chicago oh right yeah. on I was there, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a really good movie. I really I, I had a lot of fun watching it. He does a really good job, like like the, with the mannerisms and the weird little ticks that he gives the character is is uh, it makes it something that like you're not you're not just sitting there going you know okay when is this movie going to be done like I I legit I legitimately enjoyed the film. Some of the acting in it is kind of, eh, but you'll have that with a lot of foreign movies. Sure. What well, sounds to me like a lot of the budget went to securing Donnie Yen yeah. in, into the role. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where uh, they might have had to scrimp on other areas in order to... Yeah, well, that and, you know, foreign cinema also has like a weird, almost lesser look to it. I wouldn't say lesser. It just depends. A lot of Chinese cinema is sponsored by the government, and it just depends how much of a government sponsorship the uh, production company received. Yeah. And it sounds to me like this was maybe middle, like middle, mid-tier, middle of the road, eh, yes, or it might, or high tier, and eh, then yeah, they a spent a lot tier. of yeah. money to get Donnie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I watched The Monkey King too. 
Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I was going to say the quickening. The quickening. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Renegade edition. Bloodlines. <laughs> With DLC season pass. <laughs> In which uh, they could not secure colon fates. <laughs> Prologue. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Dawn of Justice, that's it. <laughs> anyway, uh, where they could not secure Donnie Yen to come back to play Sung Wukong because of scheduling conflicts with various other movies and things he was doing. Sure, he was probably doing Star Wars because that's yeah. a fairly recent. Yeah. Fairly recent. Yeah. And um, so they got, uh, what's his name? Um, he was in the first movie. He plays the the Bull King, the the main villain of the first movie. <laughs> now the villain's the good guy. Yeah. It's not confusing. <laughs> well, he's, he's in a lot of makeup. So, yeah. I mean, his voice is similar, but... While you're looking that, that up, didn't they do an American uh, adaptation of the, uh, the the Journey to the West with... It was a miniseries on TV. Yeah. I thought it was also a movie where with um, Jackie Chan and Jet Li, and there was a, a white kid as the main hero like he met the monkey king i do not remember this at all yeah just look it up on jackie chan's filmography it'll be easy to find <laughs> yeah that's right yeah <laughs> the forbidden kingdom 2008 movie chinese american film yeah jackie chan was the drunken immortal a pawn shop owner and jet Li was sun wukong the monkey king <laughs> oh yeah it wasn't good For- forbidden zone <laughs> anyway that's not what we're talking about we're yeah. talking about the your your movie. Yeah. So anyway, The Monkey King 2 starred uh, Aaron Kwok. Okay. K-W-O-K. Aaron, oh. Aaron Carter. <laughs> but he was... Uh, Work from Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those rules of acquisition. Yes. But uh, he, he plays the Monkey King 500 years later when the uh, Buddhist monk is on his journey from a divine uh, mission to retrieve scri- scriptures from India. And so a bunch of these different, I don't want to say people, because a lot of them aren't people, they're creatures or beings, have to, um, as part of like a redemption kind of thing, escort this monk to get these uh, scriptures from the th- from the thunder. Oh, okay. Temple. This is what the actual journey to the West encapsulate. Um, there was actually a video game uh, kind of based on it. It was called Enslaved. Hmm. Oh, I've heard that's really good, but I've never played it. Yeah. Loose, you know, interpretation. But uh, basically, the Monkey King is released from his prison. I don't even really call it a prison, but he's basically he's like, and he's in divine timeout <laughs> from the from the Buddha for things he did in heaven. Basically, starting a war between the, the 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 armies of heaven and the demon clans or whatever. But either way, oh okay, I. It's a it's really good. Like the production values were a lot higher. Yeah, because they weren't having to pay Donnie Yen. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's really really good. <laughs> I really really liked it. There's a funny character. Um, he plays a uh, a pig a, a shape shifting pig man. Mm. Sounds like something from my nightmares. Well, he he <laughs> he uh he looks like a very handsome man when he wants to, but then like when you smack him in the face, he shows his true form, and he's like this kind of fat pig pig dude. Oh, <laughs> so definitely like nightmares. <laughs> he's, he has a lot of good, really good moments in it where it's just, he's like kind of trying to like perv on young on like pretty ladies or something and kind of like a Moroku, you know, from Inuyasha kind of thing for people who may know what that is. Not Sam because he doesn't watch anime. Yeah, but. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> he just started speaking in tongues there for a second. <laughs> but the production value is really good. A lot of the fight scenes were a little more grounded. Because okay. like the the first movie, there's a lot of flying around and a lot of you know just kind of goofy green screen wire work. This one it, it still has a lot of that, but it was a lot better, uh, more um, less kind of hokey looking because he's not so much flying through the air like a, like Neo in the in the last Matrix movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Toward the end, there's a lot there's a lot of that because mm-hmm. he ends up fighting a a like towering skeleton monster. Nice. Which looks a lot like the skeleton boss in Kubo. I still haven't seen Cuba. I need to see oh, it. Oh, really? We have it on Blu-ray, and we haven't watched it yet. Boo. Um, There's just not enough strings. There's only two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like that joke. I... <laughs> We're getting a lot of looks from the from everyone else here, but I like that joke. Legend, that was an A-plus for me. Legend of Cuba's Six String Samurai. Yeah. <laughs> 
That would be better. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie I haven't seen in a long time. But yeah, I've basically been like on a deep spiral of Chinese cinema. Chinese mythology. Yeah. Cool. Sounds awesome. Which is, you know, which is good, you know, which is kind of fitting being Chinese New Year is very soon. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Yep. Here, welcome to the year of the rooster. Let's do a complete 180 from that and talk about Resident Evil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got Resident Evil 7, the, the new one, the other day, and uh, it is it is terrifying, especially in VR. It's just constantly tense, constantly terrifying. So the whole game's first person? Yes, which it works to its advantage, I think. Because, you know, historically they tend to be third. Yeah, but now it... it doesn't play like a ridiculous and dumb action game anymore, which is what over time it slowly evolved from being a survival horror game into like a goofy action, practically Devil May Cry thing. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, uh, yeah it had very <laughs> Devil May Cry tones. Yeah, to it. like like in in five, you're like running away from Indiana Jones boulders. Like it gets yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, it slows it way down. It puts it in first person. It plays almost like an adventure game at this point like you're picking up items you're combining items um i mean there's still combat and shooting and it's first person but it still kind of feels like resident evil because you still have to hold down the button to aim and like and it just it feels a lot like the original game which is good cool very cool i'm kind of glad them getting they're getting back to their more horror roots yeah it, it definitely some somehow feels more closer to its roots even though it's a completely different take on the franchise. <laughs> um, it takes place in like a, a derelict mansion in Louisiana, and there's like a f- family of redneck uh, monster people. Oh, wow. That are try- I'm not far enough to know what exactly they're doing, but it's terrifying. <laughs> it's not good. No. I mean, they're chasing you around, screaming at you. You get your hand cut off. Oh, wow. Which in VR is a... It's a bizarre experience. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> um, it it kind of hurts that you don't see your whole body. You just see a pair of floating hands. Mm. So there's one point. Minus one. At one point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where you get your hand um, like nailed to the wall by a screwdriver. <laughs> but it's just like your floating hand and part of your arm. And it's like, well, it's floating there. Just... <laughs> just leave it. <laughs> like there, there's a weird disconnect between that and like feeling like it's your whole body, mm. but it's still horrifying. <laughs> it sounds like it. That does not sound like a game that I would play. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good though. It's just it's got, a, like claustrophobic parts. Yeah, like, you're going through narrow. Well, the whole house is dark. Mm. Obviously. <laughs> It's this guy whose his wife went missing. She went to babysit in in Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, she disappears for like three years, and mm. then suddenly he gets an email saying, "Come get me." Hmm. And so he goes to go find her, and that's how you end up in this mess. Oh wow! The original game was set in a mansion, wasn't it? Yes. And it's been a long time since I played it. I and don't. And so remember. is this one, which is part of the reason why it it feels so familiar. There, there's emblem puzzles and uh, weird puzzles that Resident Evil, very Resident Evil puzzles. Got to find the thunder key to open this gate, but you got to go back to this room to get this key to unlock this thing. And yeah, but say it looks good. I haven't been excited for a Resident Evil game probably since four, and this... four was like the last really good one. Yeah, <laughs> this and this one, this one piqued my interest. It's I, I really like it. I've only played it in VR. I don't know how good it is in not VR. But I imagine it's still pretty fun. When you're playing in VR, obviously you see what you see in the headset. But is it like when you're can like other people see what you're doing on like the TV? Or? Yeah, that's oh. how the VR works. So okay, everything is like that. Well, except for games that uh, use each independent like, screen, like asymmetric. Work. Yeah, there's some asymmetrical um, games in that playroom, uh, the PlayStation VR playroom. That like there's that one where you're a cat. The person with the headset is a cat, and the other people are mice trying to run across the floor, and you try to peek out and catch them while they're moving. Well, that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. The PlayStation VR is really cool. Like, if if you're interested in VR, like it's the best place to to get it without spending eight hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, granted, the the VR headset for PlayStation is still like what four hundred. Four hundred. Yeah, and you have to have the you know 
$300 PlayStation 4, but... Still saving a hundred bucks. I yeah, mean, that's not too bad. Well, that and you know you have to have a however many thousand dollar computer on top. Well, of, that's true. Yeah, yeah. In the end, you end up saving a lot of money, but but it's just as you know functional VR. Mm-hmm. Other th- other than Resident Evil, we we watched uh, Roger Corman's <laughs> Death Race 2050. Okay, now I'm interested in this one because. <laughs> I love the original Death Race 2000. Yeah, me too. I love Death Race 2000. Yeah, um, I know they. I know they made a couple like other ones that looked like straight garbage. Yeah, but... the remake with Jason Statham was not good. But it looked terrible. But it didn't yeah. look like it had anything to do with with Death Race, the original movie. It just looked like a Fast and the Furious kind of movie. That's what that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now is uh, Death Race twenty fifty? Is it a straight up sequel? Or I've heard both that it might be a straight up sequel and it might just be a remake. It could be of. either. It could be either way. Okay. It's it's not really set in one way or the other, but it takes place in kind of a dystopian future where the United States is now the United Corporations of America. <laughs> hmm. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's it's got some it's got some political over it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it. Yeah, <laughs> for being as as incredibly dumb as it is, like it's a really dumb, stupid movie. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it knows it. Yeah, but yeah, it knows it, and it is it is it like a, like a like a Sharknado level of aware? No, I I wouldn't compare it to Sharknado because there's it has more going on. Sharknado's self awareness is almost to the point of self parody. Yeah. Especially in those later movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not... There's just something crappy about Sharknado's attitude. After the first one, they're like, this is a this is a blatant cash grab. Yeah. It's we not... know it. You know it. You're going to sit here and watch it, <laughs> and we're going to keep making these for $5.95. It's not genuine. Yeah. Whereas this movie is, definitely is genuine. It's in, in the year 2050, there's a death race every year. Where, it's kind of like the Hunger Games. Yeah, it's kind of like the Hunger Games. They and they use it to thin out the population because they cured cancer. They cured cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so now people don't die off and nobody works because everything is done by robots. So they have to do something to thin the population because all people do is sit around and procreate. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of similar to what the original Death Race 2000 was because wasn't part of the the goal was for them to wipe out People. Oh yeah, yeah. You get points for uh, running over pedestrians, which yeah. that was the original, and it's this movie too. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like how many, four or five racers, and they're all like ridiculous characters. Um, who were they? There were well, there's Frankenstein. Yeah, I was back. gonna say if President Frankenstein. He's not president. Oh, he's not president. No. In this one, and he doesn't okay. become president at the end either, oh, which bummer. is kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the ending of the other. Death race, <laughs> the original. Yeah, yeah the the winner gets to become the president. <laughs> yeah. Well, what what were some of the characters? Minerva. Yeah, he was like kind of a kind of a a Beyonce type character, but but edgier. And she she had a po- a popular song that was just like drive drive kill 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 the white man. <laughs> okay. Just it was hilarious. <laughs> Actually, you know, you talked about how like eh, this movie was. It actually sounds like. I kind of want to watch well, it. Well, I mean, like, it, it starts really good, like, with this stuff and all these jokes, like, like that. Mm-hmm. But then, like, halfway through, there's kind of, like, a romance subplot between Frankenstein and the other, the oh, lady. Oh, yeah, because this one, they have proxy. They have VR proxies in their car that have cameras on them that people watching in VR at home will take the place of this proxy in VR so they can experience the race oh, okay. next to the driver. Which the goggles are literally just swimming goggles. Yeah, they look like $5 swim goggles. <laughs> Excellent. All right, all right. Like, At least they're not Google Cardboards. <laughs> yeah, but, but about halfway through the movie, it starts being more interested in developing this relationship between Frankenstein and the, his proxy lady, mm-hmm. and then it just sucks. Oh. It's not interesting. They, the I mean, the writing is bad at this point, and it's it kind of lets go of its over the topishness and like they should have just stuck with being you know this car vehicular manslaughter movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now was it uh, was it directed or written or anything by Corman, or was it just executive produced by Corman? I think it was just produced. Yeah. Uh, okay. But it, it was, I mean, it's definitely better than those other crappy Death Race movies. It's yeah. in the spirit of the original, definitely. 
Um, of the other, there was Jed Perfectus, which is like a, he was like a genetically engineered perfect man. Mm-hmm. Basically Rocky. Yeah, from Rocky Horror. Oh, okay. <laughs> like literally like the gold tiny undies and <laughs> <laughs> gold hot pants. Yeah. But every the punchline to every joke about him was like he he's repressed gay. Ooh, so so funny. Yeah, that that gets old really fast. Sure. Yeah. Um the other there was Tammy the, the terrorist, terrorist that, had her own religion. Yeah, that has her own religion. <laughs> so people are lining up for her to run him over in the road so she gets points. Gotcha. She's got I, a, and I kind of remember a, a similar scene in Death Race 2000 where people would just line up in the road but I think Frankenstein like drove around them because he wanted to win fair yeah and that that happens in this there's a point where where some school for handicapped kids oh god lines up a bunch of <laughs> lines up a bunch of wheelchair kids in the road oh no so they can get more funding for their school for being part of the death race but Frankenstein drives around all the kids and just runs over all the parents. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, because kids are worth more points. Than... Right, yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. No, this... For anyone listening at this point, the Death Race movies, they're not tasteful. No. Oh, no. Oh. No, they're not tasteful <laughs> no. in any way. No, but they're very tongue-in-cheek. It yes. doesn't take... It's not taking itself seriously at all. Right, right. Uh, but... but uh, Adults are worth regular points. Kids are worth more, and old people are worth the most. <laughs> yep, I think that, and I think that comes from the from the original as well, huh? Because nothing is killing the old people anymore, and you gotta you gotta get rid of them. <laughs> wow, what a like what's like the level of like I don't know like gore in this movie? It's pretty gory. It's not horrible though. I, I've seen gorier movies. There's a couple times where people get cut in half, and there's intestines and stuff, but it's not. Well, special effects very bad. Oh yeah, they're very bad. Sure, sure. Like, it's, a, very, it's a Corman movie. Of yeah. course, they're they're very, very bad. Like almost birdemic level bad. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> oh, the, the cars birdemic. look like garbage. Like there's just a lot of like stuff glued on there. Cheap stuff glued on, <laughs> like a probably like a, to- a Toyota Corolla underneath all the mess. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great uh, Bechdel test joke where. The the proxy that's with Frankenstein it goes away for a while. It goes to a bar, to and ends up talking to uh, Minerva there. Mm-hmm. But the sign in the bar just says Bechdel's bar, and then she walks in and they pass the Bechdel test right there. Jeez, oh, <laughs> which is like self self aware and yeah, funny. Yeah, that, that's funny. That is funny. I mean, it definitely has its moments. It's, yeah, it. I mean, it's on Netflix, so you're not out anything. Oh, good. I was going to ask if this was on Netflix. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean... Straight to Netflix and DVD. If, if this kind of <laughs> trashy good time appe- sounds appealing to you, I mean, it's it's worth a, a watch at least. At least the first half when yeah. it's entertaining. Yeah, but it, it goes downhill, and by the end, it... Eh. eh. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I haven't checked anything out. I've been at work uh, all week, so... <laughs> And if, with the exception of I watched a couple episodes of the original Star Trek just to kind of unwind one evening. That's a good way to do it. And they're fun. How's your, uh, how's your movie everyday thing? Uh, it stopped. It did it? It's done. Yeah, it, it it's done. Um, I, yeah. No, it's over. <laughs> so anyway, let's well, go. almost got a month. <laughs> almost got a month, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we'll uh, get into some news. Gary!
Back, that was "Carry On, My Wayward Son" by Kansas. Uh, I feel like it was a supernatural se- season finale. I've never seen that show. Um, no, I take that back. I've seen the two episodes with Felicia Day, and that's about <laughs> it. Yeah, uh, every season finale of Supernatural since season one, they that's it starts off with "Carry On, My Wayward Son." Oh, huh. okay, cool. Uh, the only reason why I watched the two episodes I did was I was in a hotel and the channel was having a Felicia. It seemed like it was a Felicia Day supernatural marathon. It just ran them all back to back. I was yeah. like, okay, I'll watch this. That's cool. Whatever. Was she there? Uh, no, but it was the it was the one where she was the hacker. And then no, it was no, no, I mean the, the, one... con- the I'm assuming this was for a convention. No, no, it wasn't for a convention. I was just in a hotel. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, it's con- like sometimes I just go to a hotel. Uh, yeah, sometimes I just got to get out. No, it was it was for a concert. I was I was <laughs> oh, at a okay, concert, okay. and uh, no, it was the episode where she was a hacker, followed by the That's one the where original. she was the the head of like a LARP group. Yep, yep. She was the LARP queen. Yep. Okay, those were the two that I watched. She I'm gets, sure there she, were a few more, she, but there were a couple. Like in the the last season or whatever, I think she pops up a little more as a semi regular character oh. until spoilers. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's... Uh... Congratulations on your kid, Felicia Day. Yeah, congrats, by the way. I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, let's get into a little bit of news. Uh, the first one we should jump into right away. They announced the official name for Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. So what do we think? It's interesting. It raises questions. It sure. does. Uh, especially with the color and the tone of the logo. Yeah, yeah it's red. Ooh, spooky, yellow. spooky, scary. <laughs> it's red like Return of the Jedi. Yep. Which is weird because it almost sounds like it should be like the title of like the movie in the last part of the arc. Yeah. Yeah, because what we know of, we know of two Jedi at this point. Kind of. At kind least. of. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Who are they? Who is, who are the last Jedi that they are discussing? Is it Luke? Is it Rey? Is it? Well, here's the is thing. Kylo that, Ren? Here's the thing with Jedi, though. The it's the word plural. Jedi, yeah, is plural and singular. Yeah, that's true. So no, we don't that's know. True, yeah, I didn't think of that. There could be multiple last Jedi. Mm-hmm. May, maybe we find out what happened with, with with Luke's little, you know, Jedi homeschool temple. Yeah. Yeah. It 
it makes me think maybe Luke is going to die. Oh, probably. Which I really don't want. Like, can we keep one of them, please? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're going to have to do something because from what I understand, the original script for the thir- for episode nine was going to be very Princess Leia centric. Oh, and now, now they got to figure something yeah. out. So I don't know if they're going to. And they, yeah, because they've already said they're not going to. They're not going to CG her in for good. That's good. Yeah, well, yeah and that's too, fine. Yeah, too soon. Yes, especially since we have a we have a Star Wars movie a year to get through. Mm-hmm. I love how when they announced it, they said you know the next title in the Skywalker arc or whatever. Yeah, it made me wonder if they accidentally revealed uh, Ray's backstory. Maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe or maybe that. they're just or maybe they're just maybe calling the main line like maybe the maybe the the Skywalker saga or something like that. But why would they continue to call it the Skywalker saga if there if the new if there were no members of the new generation that were Skywalkers? Well, Kylo Ren's a Skywalker. Solo, he's a Solo. Well, he's well, half Skywalker. Yeah, but he doesn't have the last name Skywalker, so I don't think that counts. Well, he's not even using his Solo name anyway. Yeah. That's true. I hope we get more Snoke. Yeah. Or maybe we just find out what Snoke is. Yeah, what's up with that guy? Yeah. Outside looking like Gollum. (laughs) I bet he doesn't even look like that. I bet it's a complete... Well, I don't think he's that big. Well, no. Yeah. He's definitely a a Wizard of Oz, you know. I hope he's tiny. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he's just a little guy. I've seen that joke where he's, you know, it's... He's Yoda. Yeah. No. He's Yoda. He's evil Yoda. Noda. Noda. (laughs) Noda. I saw some people you know, saying, well, like, well, at least it's not uh, the First Order Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe Snoke is uh, 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 Jar Jar. Yeah. The true villain. The true villain of the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. I hope Rey's not a Skywalker. That's too easy. I want her to be a Kenobi. I want her to be yeah. uh, Ben Kenobi's granddaughter. That would be better. Yeah, because that would ex- that would set up. Not only would that be a good reveal and a nice twist, it would set up a reason to have a Obi Wan uh, Obi Wan standalone movie. Because there is a twenty year gap, mm-hmm. where- which the comics sort of get into, but don't. And Rebels is going to get into a little bit too. Yeah, because it's been teased for this season that we are going to see Ben Kenobi. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, I've heard a rumor that well, not really a rumor, but a, a theory that. Kenobi and that princess lady from the couple episodes of Clone Wars. Oh, uh, the the uh, the the basically the queen of the Mandalorians. Yes, uh, shack up at one point in that in those twenty years. Twenty years. Well, I don't know because I it almost seems like in in Clone Wars the the, the enemies here they almost they almost allude that she that she's dead that she was killed in the the coup. Maybe as far as Kenobi knows. Maybe I don't know. Was this a... season's also been very Mandalorian heavy, so I'm assuming we're going to find out more. Does that mean yeah. Ray could be part Mandalorian? There you go. She's part Boba Fett. Yeah. Can she get sweet armor? <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate fan service: Ray in Boba Fett armor, <laughs> yeah. holding a lightsaber. <laughs> Two lightsabers. Two lightsabers. Two double-sided lightsabers. It was done. That spin like the Inquisitor. No. The jetpack shoots lightsabers out of the back of them. It's yeah, a, the missile is just a big just lightsaber. It's just a giant lightsaber. Uh, I do love Sabine, though, like in Rebels. Oh, yeah, she's, she's one of my great. favorite characters. This, this season's been real, like, real heavy on her. Um, I need to catch up with that show. It's a, it's a surprisingly good show. It's for a, really good for a kids action show. Those are it, usually like awful, but this is really good. Well, Clone Wars was really good. Like it started off really rocky and then got great and dark and weird. Rebels is kind of doing the same thing, but no, this whole Last Jedi thing, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And it like here lately, Disney has been very selective in pulling their pulling things from the EU that these that they threw in the these are the the legend stories and bringing them into the main canon stuff. They're picking and ch- they've thrown out the EU and they're picking and choosing the stuff they want to keep. Which yeah. is the way to do it. That is. There's a lot of EU that's garbage. A lot of contradictory yeah. extended oh, yeah. universe well, stuff. Yeah. The stuff like here's the thing with like the the EU books and I'm sure a lot of the Hardcore EU fan base is gonna will, will will you know set me on a stake for this one, but a lot of it is really really bad bad science fiction writing. Yeah, like it has all the really crappy tropes of science fiction novels. Sure. Oh yeah. 
And, and that's why there's a billion of them. The Star Trek ones are just as bad. Well, that, because you didn't have a, a George Lucas or something like that to regulate, hey, this is what... Yeah. When you have a George Lucas that says, you know, it's it was always my intention for everything to work, even <laughs> when it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. There also, is... I'm going to put this 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 giant CGI monstrosity at the background of a 30-year-old movie. Yeah. <laughs> Always my attention. Always too soon. The special editions are always too soon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because you know, we've pulled Thrawn out of the EU and thrown it into canon. Um, Woody Harrelson's character was an EU character. Sure. That was part of the Han Solo saga. Who is the guy that Woody Harrelson's playing in the Han Solo movie? I've seen news stories about space it. Space Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I probably. imagine that's probably who it's going to be. Yeah. Hamish in space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little worried about the Han Solo solo movie. Yeah. I'm starting the Han Solo solo movie. And it's it's weird because Star Wars, for better or worse, they've, they've never really relied on big name actors for yeah. their films. It's all... It, it builds careers. It's never really a stopping point for people who already have established major careers for the most part. I'm I'm not talking about your Sir Alec Guinnesses or your your Tarkins or whatever. But for the most part, it's it's a you know fairly unknown actors and actresses. For this solo movie, they have Woody Harrelson and Donald Glover. And those are two Yeah, well established well very well established uh actors. Even Rogue One didn't really have Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, that was the biggest name. That in was that, movie, that was the biggest name, and Alan Tudyk. But you wouldn't know if you didn't look at the the uh, end credits. Yeah, because he's the and robot. even Alan <laughs> and even for for all the movies, Alan Tudyk pops up, and he's I wouldn't really consider him a huge name in films. He does a lot of voice work. He does yeah. a ton of voice work. A crap, especially for Disney. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been in like almost every Disney, like the new movie. age of Disney movies. Yeah, yeah. since yeah. Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, well. He's in Wreck-It Ralph. He's in he's in he's in uh, uh, Frozen. Frozen. He's in Zootopia. He yeah. was in Moana, wasn't he? Who was it? I, mean, I don't know. I just think I remember seeing his name. He in the is credits. Disney Animation's version of John Ratzenberg. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> Speaking of Alan Tudyk, though, I kind of want to watch that Powerless show. Powerless looks really good. <laughs> I've heard good things. Yeah, the trailer's pretty funny. Uh huh. He where where he plays Bruce Wayne's. A needy cousin, Van Wayne. Van Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yo, yeah, I, I texted Bruce the other day. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, what did he say? Stop using my HBO Go account. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a joker. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Woody, Har- more back on topic. Um, Woody Harrelson is going to play a character named Shrike, who was introduced in the, uh, the Han Solo trilogy back in 97. It's a Marvel villain. No, DC villain. Shrike is a DC villain. I'm not sure what his full name is, but he is a Alexander Shrike. He is a uh, he's a bounty hunter. Oh, okay. But he's a failing bounty hunter, so he turns to crime, and he's basically he picks up young young Han as like a uh, he collects a group of orphans whom he uses for confidence tricks and thefts. So basically, he's the bad guy from uh, um, Oliver Twist. Oliver is what Twist. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's the he, Fagin of space. Yeah, he's he's space Fagin. Space basically. Fagin. <laughs> Carl Fagan. <laughs> it works. I like it. Oh, that's good. I hope his first name is Carl. Just as a joke. <laughs> Carl Fagan. Uh, uh, I'm worried this movie's going to lean too hard on the comedy. I am too. Because, I mean, Star Wars has always had humor in it, mm-hmm. but it's not... It's not an out-and-out comedy. Yeah. Well, when they try to weigh too much into the comedy, you get, like, episode one. <laughs> episode one and the holiday special. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I like my Star Wars jokes, like, quick, witty, and... Few and far in between. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. Situational comedy works yes. really well for Star Wars. Episode 7 had the perfect amount. Yes. I, yep. I, I truly believe. Rogue One had some, but not really a lot. Rogue One wasn't a funny story. No. Yeah. It was the a... comedy would not lend well to the no. story that they were telling. And even most of the comedy they used was K2SO. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different Star Wars movie. It which truly, is fun. It truly which, was, which was, yeah, which yeah, was what, yeah. part of what made it cool. You know, yep. in, in and out. Yep. But uh, I'm I'm excited for, I'm excited for, well, I'm always excited for Star Wars movies. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I am wary of the Han Solo film and mm-hmm. probably a lot of the other standalone stories they pull. 
Like yeah, I'm, the, I'm always, I'm never not going to be worried about the standalone movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Rogue One was perfect. A uh, very pleasant surprise. Yes. But the, For ha- me. But the Han Solo, when they're weighing in on these, on the, the characters and the names you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's shaky for me. There's something they can ruin there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like if they would have went back and made like, you know, a Legolas, you know, standalone film <laughs> for like Tolkien movies. I'd watch that. That sounds pretty cool, no, actually. To be fair, <laughs> it would be five movies yeah. about Legolas's background. Five movies about they would have to stretch it about out. his childhood. Yes. <laughs> his infinite elven childhood. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, let's move on from Star Wars, a movie that we're looking forward to. Uh, let's take two seconds because we have to. Let's talk about the new Power Rangers trailer <laughs> for two seconds. I don't want to talk about it long. It looks more like a superhero movie. There is a bit more levity. At least this trailer was better than the other one. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to get tricked. This new trailer has tricked an awful lot of people. I'm not going to be tricked because <laughs> you can cut a trailer to make a movie look like anything. Look at the Suicide Squad trailer. Or the Batman versus Superman trailer. As Zack Snyder. Yeah. Zack Snyder consistently cuts an amazing trailer for a mediocre at best movie. Oh, and yeah. I was super excited about Sucker Punch. Yeah, Sucker yeah, Punch oh, looked yeah. great as a trailer, oh, yeah. but as a movie, it just failed on every nope. level. Anyway, this trailer, if they one, if they would have led with this trailer first, I would be a little more on board for the movie. I'll admit that. But I think the tr- the first trailer that they created with the dourness and the sadness and the and the bummer times is more indicative of the the angst is much more indicative of how the movie is going to go and that this second trailer is a react is a uh, um, a reaction to the backlash reaction to the backlash that the first trailer received and Batman versus Superman did the same thing did the exact same thing. I mean, they you know, the, the 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 trailer for that movie came out and people dogged on it, mm-hmm. and so they came out with the second one and gave us a lot more Batman doing Batman things. Yes, and people got excited about it again. Well, what did this new trailer give us? It gave us a lot more jokes. Yes, it was a lot brighter. Things were in the daytime. Yep, it gave us Zordon. It gave us what? Zordon, sort of. <laughs> yeah, the Brian closest Cranston. approximation to Zordon. Brian Cranston's face jammed into one of those 3D pen sculpty things. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly how I described it when I was yeah. when I was and there's not, you guys. There's not even an effect on his voice. It's just Brian there's, Cranston. Talking. There's no effect yeah. on his voice. He do, he doesn't look like he just looks like Brian Cranston. Yeah, it looks like they they hired him for an afternoon for, for one day. He just <laughs> put a bunch of ping pong balls on his face. Re- stood there, read his lines, and then left. I think. It's a real Godzilla situation with Brian Cranston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Alpha Five, in motion and with the voice, works a little better. I still think that they, sh- if he would, he, the arms and the weird kind of reptilian style that they did with him, I'm okay with in motion. If they would have removed the eye stalks on the side and just oh, given yeah. him the Cylon visor like he had in the original. Mm-hmm. And also, Alpha doesn't even sound different. Alpha sounds... Yeah, it just sounds like Bill Hader. It sounds like Bill yeah, Hader. Yeah, it sounds doing, like Bill Hader. It sounds like Bill Hader doing a high-pitched voice, kind of, <laughs> a little bit. Bill Hader trying but to sound like fine. Patton Oswalt. He's not going to be in the movie for more than two minutes. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, He's just there because he contractually has to be. Yeah. <laughs> the Zords look like a mess. Oh, yeah. They, they look they, less like a mess than the toys. Yeah. yeah, but even in motion, they still look like crap. They look like Michael Bay Transformers. Yeah, they look like Transformers. Yeah, they look like Transformers with maybe a little, or a maybe little bit a, more color. A little better than Michael Bay Transformers, but not by much. Yeah, uh, this trailer did give uh, the 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 answer to the question I had for the first trailer. Why didn't Zach say a single word in that first trailer? It's because he's the comic relief. Mm-hmm. Because every line that came out of the character's mouth in this new trailer was a joke. I will. I will admit the joke when they're all the five of them are in that pool and they're all glowing with their different colors. And Zach, the Asian character, says, "Hey, I'm black." And Billy, the black character, goes, "What?" <laughs> and Zach goes, "Yeah, I am. Look, that I, made me chuckle a little bit." I will I, and admit I that. I feel like they made that joke specifically because of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The, 
the race flip that they yeah. did with the characters. Yes, yes, absolutely. Race flip and the fact of the colors of their of their costumes. On the flip side, the Yellow Ranger pee in this cup because we think you're on drugs joke did not hit at all. <laughs> that was that killed the momentum for me for that trailer. A lot of people are citing that that was oh my gosh, that was really funny. No, and it ran him out of no. I didn't even get it as a joke. It was dumb. I yeah. got it as a more of a like a tail end of that whole angsty home life thing. Also, why would her mom just randomly have a a a, a drug pee cup the angst, in their house? It, it's the angst thing. You can buy those. Oh yeah, it's the whole no. thing of well, like she, she's a troubled teen. Like yeah. all the characters except for Billy. Yeah. Our troubled teens. A troubled teen's mom would have a drug test uh, in their true. house. I, I, I <laughs> suppose. But still, joke didn't land. No, it was so funny. Can no. I just say that those putties do not look like putties at all? Well, nothing in this movie looks like anything. I understand. <laughs> so I wasn't, I'm I not surprised by I that. I wouldn't even looked at that and said, oh, look, putties. No, they just look like rock dudes. In the context of this movie, I think the putty, I have no problem with the putties being made out of what I think... The way they're they're going to set it up is Rita's power just makes creates something out of whatever is close by, and she's going to be inside a city. Concrete, dirt, concrete. Yeah. She's going to make monsters out of concrete. Which, in one case, gold <laughs> and, and a giant gold robot monster. Yeah. All right. Um. I I will say I I think I'm beyond the point of getting mad about this movie. No, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I just don't care. I'm going to go see it opening weekend because I have to. Because we have to. Because we yeah. have to. We've talked about it enough on the show. We have to now. And plus, it's Power Rangers, which is something we yeah we have I, put on ourselves. We pigeonholed ourselves. This is, this is our fault. We we are the problem. I admit. Just like Ninja Turtles, just like Transformers. I still have never seen any of those Ninja Turtles movies, and I never will. Never say never. We could <laughs> assign that for a no. No, I haven't seen that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's keep moving on. We have uh, let's do some quick hits. Um, stick with movies. M Night Shyamalan's next movie is going to be um, an Unbreakable sequel. Boo! I don't want it. Never saw Unbreakable. Yeah, unbreakable. Unbreakable it, it, it's is his, great. It's, it's it of his original works. It's one before of the best. he goes off the rails of dumb. Uh-huh. Before it's, Lady in the Water or whatever who's that was. Lady in the Water. If you watch it, the execution is dumb, but the premise is kind of neat. Yeah. I like the fact that it was the story he wrote for his kids. Yep. The same with um, The Village. The idea was neat, but the execution was dumb. Mm-hmm. The one where it's the medieval town, yeah. but secretly in, in modern day. Oop, I spoiled it. Oh, you spoiled it. Darn, the, I spoiled the twist. it. The twist. What a twist. What a twist. Yeah. Um, but Unbreakable was very good. It was I think, and I don't, when he was, but I don't think we need a sequel. No, it, you know, it, it doesn't really lend to a sequel. It doesn't. At it, all. It really doesn't. Hey, guys, remember when he made a last Airbender movie? Uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> I try not to remember that movie. Remember when he was going to make a series of last Airbender movies to encapsulate the entire what, show? That was the plan? That was the yeah, plan. That the was fir- supposed to be the, the first. Movie, the movie even says book one, water. Uh-huh. Yeah. There were there were supposed to be three different or three or four different movies wrapping up. Three. Three movies wrapping up each season. each season into a two-hour wow. movie. So we could have had a live action Toph in the second episode, in the second movie, and he would have screwed that up, too. Anyway. Well, he would have pronounced his name wrong, for one. Yeah. Her name. Her. I don't know that show at all. Toph. Yeah. Toph is Toph. a girl. Toph's a girl. Toph. I've watched this whole series once, and it was fine. I. It's one of my favorite animated series of all time. I'm... I'm good with seeing it once. I've and, tried to watch and it. Toph and is my favorite just, character. I couldn't get into it. It gets better. It, it 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 does start off like very Nickelodeon cartoon, but it definitely gets better. It ends in a halfway Nickelodeon cartoon. I don't like I said, I watched it once. Once was enough for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Anyway. Anyway, uh there's boy, there's a lot of movie news. Uh there's a Neko Atsume movie coming in Japan. <laughs> for those who don't know, Neko Atsume is that phone game where you collect cartoonish cats for your yard. There's that's all you do. There's no there's no anything. Yeah. There's no actual gameplay. Yeah, you you just buy items, set them down and wait for a cat to show up. Yeah, and this trailer looks like it is an accurate representation of the game. It might be the closest <laughs> video game to movie adaptation. But it's, it looks really cute and fun, though. Yeah, like, it just looks kind of funny. Yeah. 
I think there's going to be a romance angle where he falls in love with the pet store girl. Yeah. Probably. You would need something like that because otherwise there would be no plot. It would just be some dude buying a bunch of stuff and then watching cats for two hours. (laughs) I'm okay with that. (laughs) But my thing is, will we get the weird rare cats like Tubbs? Oh, you'd have to. And uh, Billy the Kitten. Yeah. uh, John DiMiaggio. That's my favorite. He's one of my favorites. I kept trying to get him, and I never could. I would miss him every time. Because you have a limited window of time when you open the app to find the cat there at whatever you left out. And I would always miss John DiMiaggio. Ramses, the the, the pharaoh cat. Yeah. Yeah. I've never actually played the game. I just kind of, I know what it is. I, I, I... I logged almost every cat you could, and mm-hmm. then they had their first big update and added like twenty more cats. And I was like, I'm done. That's <laughs> you know what? That's what I did with uh, the Rick and Morty pocket Morty's. Morty's. I I got almost all of the the original run, and then they added a bunch more and a bunch of other different like stuff stuff to do. I was like, I I don't have time you, for this. We <laughs> were really hard into to pocket Morty's <laughs> like there for, for about a month. Yeah. I could play real Pokemon now. That's out. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the placeholder for Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have time for one more uh, kind of news topic, general discussion thing. I guess the, well, I don't guess. The uh, the Oscars are coming up. Yeah, the Oscar soon. noms came out. Yeah. Um, noms. Uh, I haven't really looked at them. But I have them pulled up on my phone. Excellent. Well, <laughs> let's go through them and see if anything stands out. <laughs> well, the big one, best picture. Of course, La La Land's on there. You're going to see it's that gonna, one a lot. And it's going to win a lot. Yeah. I have not seen the movie. I've heard it's uh, I have heard it's it's good and it's cute. I will probably not see it, but that's just me. It's like I haven't seen The Revenant. Oh, I never saw that either. The Revenant's good. I mean, it's it's very much Oscar bait, though. It's one the of those. La La, La, La Land yeah. absolutely Hooray is. Hollywood movies. They, that... Hollywood loves patting themselves on the back and watching movies about how great they are. And that's what Lala is. And that's is. what Lala is. So it's gonna it's gonna sweep. Sure. Uh, we got Arrival, which I've heard is very good, and I haven't seen. I've heard it's good. Fences, which I don't know what that is. No. Hacksaw Ridge, that Mel Gibson movie. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> Hell or High Water, I don't know what that is. You ever notice a lot of the Oscar movies are like stuff from film festivals that the general public? Oh has yeah, not seen. sure. Yep, that's how it works. <gasps> oh oh. Not to interrupt, have you seen the trailer for the new Anne Hathaway movie that that hit the, um, um, the Sundance? The Sundance no. circuit? She plays a train wreck of a woman who moves back to her hometown and discovers that when she passes out drunk, her movements 12 hours later control a giant kaiju that is wrecking Seoul, South Korea. What? That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. You had me at kaiju. Uh, I should have had you at Anne Hathaway. This that's is true. Wh- that's where the trailer had me. This is but true. Anyway. <laughs> I do I do really enjoy Anne Hathaway as an actress. Yes. Oh, anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I'll find it later. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Hidden Figures, which looks very good. Uh, I've heard, I've I've heard, heard amazing, see that. I've heard amazing yeah. things, and it's been selling out everywhere. Which that's is great. fantastic. It's a shame it's going to lose to La La Land because... Yeah, that's the one that should actually it's win. That's the one that should probably actually win. And uh, Lion, I don't know what that is. Mm. Uh, Manchester by the Sea, that has Casey Affleck in it. Okay. Uh, Moonlight, which I'm sure. assuming is a movie based on the TV show Moonlighting. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's go with that. Let's go with that. So Bruce Willis is in Excellent. that one. Uh, best director, we've got the director of Arrival. Uh, Mel Gibson is actually up for best director for Hacksaw Ridge. Won't get it. Boo. And the La La Land director. I'm yeah. pretty sure Mel Gibson's been like ever since his his downward spiral is pretty much blackballed by most of Hollywood. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, let's go through uh, highlights because we only have a couple minutes okay. left here. Wow, Viggo Mortensen <laughs> is up for Best Actor. Um, what has he done? Captain Fantastic. I don't know what that is. It, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Gosling, La La Land. Of course. Best Actress, Emma uh, Stone, La La Land. Uh, Meryl Streep's up for another one. Of course. Oh, is she? Uh, she's probably in for... Um, Florence Foster Flo- Jenkins. Yeah, I've heard that's really good too, but she won't win it because she won the uh, um, the People's Choice. Mm, yeah, just a lot of La La Land over and over. Honestly, again. yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the other award shows are a little more genuine than the Oscars. Well, because the People's Choice are chosen by a, a panel of actual actors yeah. and whatnot, 
where uh, the Oscars are just a bunch of random old dudes yeah. who only see a handful of movies every year and get synopses of the other ones and just go, eh, this one. So what are some some surprises? Here's I- some uh, Suicide Squad nominated for Best Makeup and Hairstyling. I uh, know. <laughs> also, Star Trek Beyond was also nominated for that. Well, Star Trek Beyond had a lot of really good effects in it. Mm-hmm. And the the makeup was really really on point. I think a lot of the the effects and makeup and costuming awards um, have a bunch of comic book and sci fi style well, yeah, uh, it, films added to it, mainly be- to to appease that genre of film fan because we're never going to see a sci fi movie win best picture. We're never going no to see no matter a comic how book. good it is. We're never going to see a, a comic book movie win best picture, no matter how good it is. Never. It's never going to happen. It could be the Citizen Kane of superhero movies. But it's still a superhero but it's, movie. Yeah. But as far, as far as the old people, the old farts that choose these awards, it's still a superhero movie and therefore not worth their time. <laughs> La La Land was nominated twice in the best music category for two of its songs. Hey, wow. <laughs> but Moana's in there too, so Lin-Manuel Miranda will be there. Yeah. <laughs> And he'll be doing the uh, the my brother, my brother and me great job hand gesture all over the place. I hope he wins just so he can get on stage and do that because yeah. you know he will. Hey, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is nominated for uh, production design and for costumes. Cool. Well, which the Harry Potter movies always got those. Yeah, yeah. Those cost- the costumes were always really, yeah, really good. They're really they are really good in Fantastic Beasts that's, too. It yeah, deserves that. I almost um, bought a uh, Newt's coat because I really wanted it. <laughs> And the only the other real big surprise, uh, no Pixar movies in Best Animated. They always have a Pixar movie in there, and then Pixar always wins. Was there a Pixar wins. movie in the last year? Finding Dory. Okay. The Good Dinosaur. Yeah. Was, uh, that, was that last year? I don't know, but Finding Dory was the big one, and it got snubbed. Yeah, well. It's a sequel, It's a though. sequel. Yeah. What I hate is, like, as much as I love Disney and Pixar, there are a lot of really amazing animated films out there that that get snubbed because of the Disney Pixar. Yep. Sure. That like the one that should win is Kubo and the Two Strings. I agree with that. It is beautiful. It really but is. But it won't because it's not yeah, I would Pixar. I would love to see any any Leica mm-hmm. movie get an Oscar cuz they're beautiful and well put together. Well written. Well written. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic movies and they never win. And it and they never insult your intelligence. Again, it's the it's the people that that choose the the I, the deciding yeah. factors. They don't see the movies during the year, and they just they're they're um God what they they think animated films are just something to park your kids in front of right and their 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 crutches just go okay which one's the Pixar which yeah. one's the Disney which one's the Disney yeah because both Moana and Zootopia are on there too so it's gonna be one of those two sure. and my guess is Moana yeah even though I think I like Zootopia better Zootopia is a very um thought out movie yeah it sounds to me like Zootopia has the better underlying themes where moana yes. is more of a standard disney flick disney feature which is not bad but is no but also standard. moana is a very um progressive yeah that's true yeah they're both pre- very progressive oh, yeah, movies yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. i see moana taking it just because it's the most obvious yeah yeah it's the most recent yeah it's, it's the freshest in people's minds so anyway, uh, with that, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you all for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash nerdoverloadradio. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can tweet at us at nerd underscore overload and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV. That's right. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher. And I want to put in an, an extra special plug. We have a special online only monthly podcast called no i haven't seen that it's a movie review show about movies that cody hasn't seen because it turns out i've missed out on a lot of films a lot a lot of seminal 80s and 90s films to be specific some 70s in there and uh those come out monthly it's they're also on itunes and uh eventually stitcher by the time you hear this probably on stitcher and we have a new episode coming out uh it's going to be this coming tuesday uh the tuesday after you you uh the show goes up uh, we put them out at the end of the month, and it's uh, for Clue, the uh, Tim Curry classic. It, it was a great movie, and I really enjoyed watching it. And there, what, there's three episodes of of uh, There are three of them so far. Yep. Uh, Tommy Boy, Blues Brothers, and now Clue. And we're planning on doing those these monthly yeah. at the very least. They're really fun to make, and I hope they're just as fun 
to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Pizza out. <laughs>